In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I'm here with Ian Wright, and this is dedication for you. It's four o'clock in the morning. It's probably midnight in Chicago. Ian, how are you, buddy? I'm good. It's uh, it's 10 p.m. Chicago time. It is the eve of Thursday night football. The Browns, uh, the Broncos. Mate, what a depressing week we've had. Every single day, it seems like there's another injury. Mate, let's let's go straight into this. How are we looking on an injury front? <laughs> I mean, at this point, Paul, I think they're going to need uh, – they're going to have to fly you over across the pond. Or, you know, I'm going to be there, so none of the kickers are hurt, so I don't think they're going to need me. But, yeah, at this point, you know, Baker's out, Chubb's out, Hunt's out, Odell is a game-time decision. Conklin and Wills are listed as questionable, so they're going to be game-time decisions. It just – our pets' heads are falling off there, Paul. Uh, J.C. Tretter as well. Oh, you see game time? Yep. I, they had, what, 21 guys on the injury report? Look, the, everyone was saying a Browns win for this game, but now that we're putting out potentially a second tip, you know, like our running backs, the running backs are going to be the Ernest. Is and it John Kelly. John Kelly. And Richard um, Felton. Yeah. Who do you think is going to have the most snaps out of them guys? Oh, I think it's going to be Dearness Johnson. I was a very uh, strong pursuit of him on the fantasy football waiver wires this week. But, yeah, I think – now, the one thing that is nice about the Browns running scheme. Okay, yes, Dearness Johnson is not Nick Chubb. For that record, Kareem Hunt is not Nick Chubb, and we saw that last week. But we know that if the offensive line executes and they do their job, because Bill Callahan, that's what he does – and then our run game coordinator, I believe, is Ben Bloom. He's the linebacker's guy on the defensive side of the ball. He's our run game coordinator. If they block it upright, an NFL running back should be able to get three, four, five yards. Now, is he going to make a guy miss in the hole like Chubb and break it off for, you know, a 40 or 50 yard? Probably not. But in terms of an efficient running and rushing attack, I think Dernis Johnson is absolutely more than capable to provide a winning caliber of uh, performance. I was, I'm a massive Dearness fan, and uh, I've always been cheering for him. So yeah, I really, really hope he has a great game tonight. I, and, I think the biggest thing is I do think that if Jack Conklin is back, I think that is a big win for our run game because James Hudson, unfortunately, just out there on that right side, was like we said in the post game, it's just leaking water. So I, if I if I had to pick one of my tackles, I would really like Conklin to be back. And if I need to run Blake Hans, you know, giving Jedrick 10 days off before we play the Steelers, I'll do that. But, yeah, I really would like Jack Conklin back if he's healthy only. That's the big caveat. Mate, one name we never hear about, Forbes. Is he still on our roster or what? I believe he's on IR. Yeah. Yeah, he's on IR. So he, his football career got started off with IR, COVID-19 IR. So 
you can see his future is dwindling. But yeah, I mean, we've got we've got guys. You know, we've got Hans. You know, we've got uh, Michael Dunn. You know, he's been battling a little bit of a back thing for a while. I just think that losing Chris Hubbard was a lot more important than people realized with him going out with that triceps injury because unfortunately, it it he was our stopgap. You know, he was the guy that we could stick in there at left tackle or right tackle in the event we lost a guy. Well, losing him has vaulted these backup offensive linemen with very little experience into the starting lineup. And, you know, listen, I give Blake Hans all the credit in the world. This guy's going out there and trying his back end off. And, you know, he's got playoff experience. He's battle tested. Hell, he's moved from right guard out to left tackle. And it wasn't terrible. It really wasn't. And, I mean, when the PFF grades came out, you saw that while Baker was hurried 21 times, he only got hit once, you know, via the offensive line. A lot of the other issues were tight ends, running backs, and, you know, ancillary players. Do you think this is the end of Baker's season or you think it's going to be a couple of weeks? I'm not a doctor. I don't try to play one on TV. I'm guessing that when his shoulder dislocated on Sunday, you had swelling. And their argument was if we'd have had the full week, we could have gotten the swelling down in order for him to play. But only having three days before we play on Thursday night, I think he's probably still got some swelling, probably limited mobility. And I think the Browns can win the game with Case Keenum as their quarterback, which would allow Baker 10 days to rest before playing the Steelers. I think he's going to try to gut it out this season and have surgery in the offseason. Um, where can you see the Browns winning this game? Oh, this is – the one thing about this is like, people forget, Case Keenum has won football games in the NFL. Case Keenum has taken a team to the NFC Championship, and if you don't remember it, it was the throw to Stephon Diggs down the sideline that Marcus Williams from the Saints blew, and they ended up beating the Saints. So Case Keenum is not a bad quarterback. There's a reason we pay him six-plus million dollars a year to be a backup. I fully expect the Browns to go into a game control type of offense. We're going to run the ball effectively. Now, the one thing I will tell you about Keenum that he does better than Baker, there's one thing, and that's get rid of the ball. Baker, as we alluded to in the post game, made one guy miss and sometimes a second guy, and then it went to hell in a handbasket quick. I have a funny feeling you're going to be looking at a very West Coast style offense with some short, quick passes. You're going to see Keenum getting the ball out to quick. I really expect guys like Hooper and Njoku and Harrison Bryant to be actively more involved in the offense because Keenum's, we're going to run the ball effectively. We're going to move the ball efficiently, efficiently being the key word through our pass game. And I think that's how we win the game. I, I really do. Uh, where can you see yourself losing the game? Oh, turnovers. The Browns this year, you know, whether they're losing to the Chargers, whether they're losing to the Chiefs, or whether they're getting demolished by Arizona, one of the biggest things they do is they beat themselves. We muff a punt in the Kansas City game. Nick Chubb fumbles. You know, we throw interceptions against the Chargers. You know, we're turning – oh, actually, I'm sorry, against uh, Arizona. Um, you know, Baker threw the interception, two fumbles. Defensive lapses, blown coverage against the Chargers. That's how we beat ourselves. I don't see the Broncos being able to formulate a game plan that can beat us even with as many reserves as we're going to have. But all of a sudden, remember last time we played Denver, I forget what happened, which linebacker it was, but somebody blew a coverage and Noah Fant went like 75 yards 
through the middle of the Browns defense for a touchdown. That's how we're going to lose the game. Blown assignments on the back end and players not playing discipline and playing outside of the do your job mentality. Uh, what's your prediction on the score, mate? You know, I think when I talk about efficient, I think that the Browns are really going to try to manage this one and what, you know, we'll call game control. So I think the defense, I think getting their names dragged through the mud a little bit this week, I think they're going to bring out a nice little performance here on Thursday night football. You know, obviously the Broncos are battling some injuries as well. Teddy Bridgewater's on their injury report with a quad issue. Uh, their left tackle Garrett Bowles, you know, he's questionable. Um, so this is, you know, if, if all of a sudden Garrett Bowles can't go and I've got miles Garrett up against the backup tackle, you know, because ultimately their offensive line, they've got Cushenberry in the middle, Bobby Massey at the right tackle who the Browns are familiar with Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow. I mean, these guys aren't great. I mean, Garrett Bowles is by far the best of that group, but the Browns should be able to create havoc with four. If they're able to do that, I think this is going to be somewhere in the 23-13, 23-16 range. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than we think. I think it's going to be um, a not-so-high-scoring game. I'm going to go with Browns 21, Broncos 20. Wow. Well, just to give you an idea, so, Paul, I was monitoring the Vegas line and we'll call this the Duffin special. So the Browns going into today before yesterday, before uh, Baker was ruled out, the Browns were between, depending on your book, a minus three or a minus three and a half. Now, obviously they're factoring in the running back injuries and all that stuff. Meaning that with the Browns being at home at a neutral site, they viewed this game as pretty much a pick or a half a point. When Baker was ruled out, in case Keenum was then announced as a starter, the line only moved to Browns minus two. So Vegas basically is saying that Baker Mayfield and case Keenum in this game was worth about one to one and a half points. Normally when a quarterback's out, there's a lot bigger of a shift, but in this case, one to one and a half points. I find that very unique. Mate, it's a Thursday night game. It's the Broncos and how much history the Browns have got against the Broncos. It's going to be a great game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the Broncos, even if they have Drew Locke, and, you know, their name's been thrown in the hat for Tua, and I saw Ben Albright really kind of reporting it. If you really want to know anything about the Broncos, don't listen to Paul and I. Go check out Ben Albright. You know, obviously a huge friend of the show. He'll tell you everything and anything you want to know Broncos, you know, but I think he, he made a point that, you know, the, uh, the Broncos are going to test the Brown secondary, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater playing or whether it's Drew Locke playing, you know, they've got decent receivers out there. Cortland Sutton is a big bodied guy. They've got Tim Patrick, who's a very good possession receiver. Um, their running back tandem of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. A lot of fantasy guys know uh, Javante Williams. He's the rookie out of North Carolina. You know, these guys can make plays. And, you know, their number one receiver, Jerry Judy, he's the one that's been injured and he's been out. Um, so they've got a decent receiving core. And Noah Fan, obviously the big tight end, um, has, has been a problem for the Browns in the past. Let's hope, you know, the, the absence of JOK doesn't 
have a Noah Fant coming out party. That's for sure. We don't want that. So the Broncos are a decent team. I just think the Browns, I think the Browns are going to come out. I, I really do. I just, I see this one leaning in our favor. It's Thursday night. Let's get through the week. Let's put the band-aids on the ice packs, get the hot tubs, the cold tubs, and let, you know, let's get ready for the Steelers. But I want to go out. I want a gentleman's like performance. Let's, you know, handle our business and let's get above 500. Both teams are three and three. I'd love to see the Browns get this win. It, it would, it would make the weekend a lot, a lot more tolerable. And uh, tell us, What's your plans for the game tomorrow? I'll be attending. So uh, as Paul mentioned, one of the reasons that we're recording this podcast so late is I am currently en route from Chicago, Illinois to Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where I will be attending the game with my cousin. Uh, shout out, Colin. We will be sitting, I believe we're in section 336. Thank you to uh, our friend Ashley for hooking me up with some tickets. But yeah, so we'll be in attendance, section 336. Um, if you're out and about and you see us, like I said, we'll probably be on West six before the game and then probably bounce down to the Muni lot or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to be there in attendance, uh, having a good time and rooting on the Browns. What about you? Thursday night games are tough for you, England, uh, folk Jack's rowing the, the boats in Venice, so he won't be watching, but you know, we're talking 2am start, Paul, what's your plan? It's a one tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. I'll probably go to the Hippodrome and, the reason I'll go there is not to try and fall asleep because if I'm at home on the sofa at that time of night, I will just snooze off. Yeah, it's, that, that would be tough. And especially if you get one of those games where, you know, there's not a lot going on. You, if you see more of Jamie Gillen than you do touchdowns, then, you know, you, you, you. all right, Ian, well, look, some breaking news from my side is um, I'm flights will book to the lions and, uh, Ravens away so yeah I'm looking forward to that I've got the Packers booked and I'm looking now at booking more flights uh, 1st of January out to Steelers and then I'm looking at the Bengals last game of the season Wow full slate Paul's going to get an entire season crammed into a, a very short stretch but well the nice part is is hopefully you know the games you'll attend you'll get to see your starting quarterback starting running backs and, you know, potentially you're starting wide receiver. So I'm not going to get that same luxury, but I'll be there rooting on my man, Case Keenum, the University of Houston's finest. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Uh, there's no way Landry's back, is there? Potential. I, I don't think he's been ruled out, at least. I mean, to be fair, I was I had a busy day today, so I wasn't as involved on Brown's Twitter as I normally am. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think he's – oh, no, they haven't designated him to the actual roster, I don't believe. So I think he, yeah, I think he'd be out. I think they activated the window, but I don't think they put him on. I'm sure somebody will tweet about it and tell me that I'm right or wrong. I apologize. I claim to cover the Browns. Just today was a day of mayhem. All right, Ian. Well, look, mate, I'm, I'm buzzing for this game. I can't wait. We need to be wow. the Broncos. We need to go four and three. I just want to finish up by saying, come on, the Browns. This is Come a, on, the Browns. This is a game where we've really got to dig hard to get a victory. Yeah, let's reach down. Let's find out what we're made of. And listen, I don't even care if it wins ugly or wins pretty. I don't care. Just win, baby. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Go, Browns.
Let's change color. 